Hey you guys, welcome to the 21st episode of Intuitively Unapologetic. My name is Mikkel. You can listen to the podcast on Apple and Spotify and other streaming services. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Intuitively Unapologetic. So you guys, I hope you all had a good week as always. My week has been pretty much, like pretty much has been good for the most part. Um, I am definitely kind of upset a little bit um, because I wanted um, a freaking iced coffee from McDonald's. That was the only thing open. Like, mind you guys, it's like 3.40 in the morning. And I have so much to do. <laughs> I have so much to do. Like, after I um, after I do the podcast episode and stuff, like, I have other stuff to do. And I really wanted me a iced coffee from McDonald's. But I don't know why, but every Friday, like, in the morning around this time, like, the line be so long. Um, I don't know why any other morning it doesn't be that long around this time, but it was long and, you know, I went to the line and then I was like, no, I gotta go. Like the way gas prices is and stuff like that, like, baby, I'm not going to be wasting my coin waiting in this line for a dollar coffee. So I just went home and let me, you know, do what I have to do. Um, and just do all my errands and then hopefully I don't be like to the point of like falling asleep and trying to get everything done. But, um, I'm here and we are here. So before I get into the show, I did have something on my heart that I wanted to bring up because, you know, I, I just had like a weird dream, I say. I had like a weird dream and um i'm like you know maybe there is somebody out here that's going through a lot or whatever maybe it's people out there at this moment i'm pretty sure it's somebody out there that's just going through a lot in life and you really don't know where things are gonna go where things are gonna turn like where's the light like you really can't see it at this point and it's just so much going on and it's like after one thing happens another thing happens and another and it's like you really can't maneuver through it it's like you have a lot on your back you're carrying a lot and you're just kind of over it and you're kind of in a dark place and you just you really have little faith and I would just I just want to say that I just feel like for the people that's currently going through this kind of stuff I will say that the end of something is about to happen and the beginning of something new is about to start and to just have faith even though it seems like it's blurry and you know Things are a little iffy because trust me, I've been there before and I just want to say things are going to get better. Talk to people if you have to talk to people. It don't even have like if you're not even vulnerable enough to talk to a friend or talk to like a family member, you know, seek um, somebody professional. So I will keep you guys in my prayers. Like I said, that was on my heart and I just had to say it. And so I said it. So I really just want to get into the topic today. I'm not even going to be long with the intro like <laughs> like I do sometimes. I just want to get into the topic because I had a lot of different points I wanted to go over and I don't want to keep y'all like mad long. So I'm like, let me just get into the topic. So the topic I'm going to be talking about today, you guys, is self-sabotaging. And the reason that I wanted to talk about 
this particular topic is because I feel like we as individuals and as people, you know, we have endless amount of opportunities that are out there in the universe and we miss them and we, we choose not to go after them. You know, I feel like a lot of us have so much potential to do so much in life, but we either we don't see it or we put certain roadblocks in place to a point where we will never get to where we want. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this topic, because I feel like the reason that sometimes life is like that, where we want things and we don't go after it is because we self-sabotage our own plans or our own future or we self-sabotage the things that we are capable of. So in terms of what self-sabotaging means, basically this is a type of behavior. And and basically it's like when you have certain patterns or like a certain behavior within yourself and those certain patterns or that certain behavior that you have within yourself interferes with your potential, your growth, your goals, anything that is for the betterment of yourself. You know, and I, and I will say this, I feel like our mind is our own roadblock because I just mentioned how like we put certain roadblocks in place so we won't get to certain places but really I feel like our mind is like the core of it all our mind is our roadblock once we can like work around our mind and change our mindset we can have those roadblocks removed we can open up that road it's kind of like you know just going down a path going down a road trying to get to where you want but then you have like this big roadblock or you have like this sign that's like, oh, can't go this way. This road is closed, you know? And so just like that road that's closed, it's kind of like our journey in life and where we want to go in our mind is that roadblock that is closing that journey or stopping that journey or keeping us stagnant. And now we're having to find another way to get to where we want. So in terms of self-sabotaging, you guys, there are a lot of things that contribute to why you may act on things that are basically us self-sabotaging things. And you know, a lot of the times, some of us don't even realize that we participate in self-sabotaging. Like, some of us really just live our day-to-day life, go through life, and not even realize that we are acting on self-sabotaging things and that our life could be uh, different. or Not even different, but our life could progress to where we need to be and we're just slowly moving through life and moving through our journey when we are have supposed to have been accelerated or could be accelerated by now. But we don't even realize that. We don't realize that and we don't realize the things we do to participate in this self-sabotaging. Really, a lot of the times, you don't really know what you do until you actually sit down with yourself and reflect. You know, you, you can actually learn a lot of, about yourself doing that sometimes. Like, this is in general. With anything in life, whenever you want to get to the root of something, whenever you want to understand why you act a certain way, reflection is the thing that's basically going to help you with learning about yourself and learning why you do what you do. But in order to do that, it takes certain things. It takes vulnerability. It takes acknowledgement. It takes accountability. And I'm going to be honest, not everybody can mentally do that. That takes time because you're literally having to be vulnerable. You're really having to sit down and be honest with yourself. And some of us can't have an honest conversation with ourselves because, like, really, if we really try to have an honest conversation with ourselves, that could emotionally affect us. And some of us are not ready or some of us is not really in the mindset to where we can take that. Because there has been times with me personally, like just in general, there has been times when I try to do self-reflection. Like, you know, I notice a certain problem and I'm trying to reflect on it. 
And it really just tears me up inside when I just sit down and be honest and vulnerable and having to pinpoint certain things. So like I'm saying, like you basically can learn a lot about yourself and why you do certain stuff, but it's going to take a time of reflection and you just have to mentally be there. But I will say that when you're tired of like, you know, the same old stuff or not being where you want, you will eventually want to change. But the change, it always starts with you. So when we look into different ways of self-sabotaging in the ways that we as people self-sabotage, there are different ways. And I do have a couple examples. So one of the ways that we self-sabotage, you guys, is basically wanting to have the need for control. Like us as humans, like just in general, we want to have control over our life because we don't want to have fear. We don't want to have variation. We don't want to have this anxiety. We like being in control. We like make you know we like calling the shots we like planning out things we like for things being a certain way to where it doesn't you know give us anxiety it keeps us at ease and so when stuff has control over us we're, we're skeptical and we you know we have questions and so I say all that to say we don't allow ourselves to flow with the universe basically you know I'm guilty I'm gonna be honest like I'm guilty of that sometimes because um, you know, I'm a Taurus, but I'm also in the cups of Aries. And so basically, um, uh, what that means is that my birthday is so close to Aries season, um, that basically I, I'm, I'm influenced by certain characteristics of the Aries zodiac sign. And so with being in the cups of Aries, because with Aries, you know, we do have a tendency to be, you know, impatient because we're very quick with things. And sometimes with quickness, you want things to happen like this and you know and it's not always like that and so I do show signs of being impatient and sometimes with being impatient within my journey which is not a good thing and so I say all that to say sometimes we want to dictate how things will go and really it's not our place to do that things cannot flow if you're not aligned there has to be amount of trust that you have with, within the universe and you have to know that everything is basically divine timing, not on your time. Nothing happens on your time. It all happens on the divine time. You know, it's so many factors why everything has to be on the divine times, but you have divine timing, but you have to trust that. Because if you want something at a certain point in your life, you may not be ready for that certain thing at that point in your life. Or if you have it, it's going to mess up something else. And so divine timing is basically giving you what you need and what you want. Essentially what, what it is that you want. But it's being on divine timing so it will all work out perfectly. And you just have to trust divine timing. That's why sometimes it's good to be patient with the universe when when it is that we want things and once you let the universe basically take control of what it is that you want that's when you'll really notice like blessings flowing in or things that you want to happen start to happen another uh reason why some of us self-sabotage is because some of us have had experienced criticism from an elder or someone who has raised us. And I, I think there are different reasons to this as well. There's different reasons to why um, some of our elders elders criticize us in the way that they do. And I think one of the reasons for this, you guys, is because I think it starts before, like sometimes I think it starts before a child is even born. Like just think of 
like as a like for the most part like most parents when they're expecting a child and they find out they're pregnant and find out they you know finna have a child and how just happy they are and when you see how happy these parents are and these individuals are you see how their mind just goes everywhere like their mind just goes everywhere because this is a new life that they're bringing in and some of the things that they think of before bringing this life in they're thinking about they're probably going to act like this or you know they're probably going to like this or you know my child is going to be smart and they're going to be a doctor when they get older or you know if I have a girl I've heard this before if I have a girl I can't wait to like dress up my girl you know not even knowing that that girl may be a tomboy that girl may like to hang around a lot of boys and dress boyish and not want to be a, a girly girl or you know my son is going to marry a woman one day and I just can't wait for that day not knowing that your son you know you're already picking your child's sexuality before they're even born how do you know that your son is going to marry a woman what if your son you know grows up and finds his sexuality and discovers that hey you know I don't want to do the idea of dating a woman like what people expect and I want to date a man and I want to marry that man you know you're basically like like I have seen videos of people having baby shower not baby showers but like gender reveals and they find out that the girl that they wanted is actually a boy and the mother is like I mean I understand like you have hormones and stuff like that but they're just acting crazy they're not even in that moment just being thankful that they're bringing life into this world and not even just thank you for letting me have this child and I hope and pray that this child is healthy despite whatever gender they are you know I think just having expectations on a child is a reason for why there is criticism sometimes and so as these kids are growing up the parents they're constantly criticizing them and and it started way before they were even put into this earth. And and as their child is growing up, they're saying like, oh, wait, you know, my child isn't, you know, living up to my expectations. Like, I thought my child was going to be this, you know, and they're, they're growing up and they're like, oh, I thought they'd be doing this. Or, you know, I thought they would act like this or I thought their grades would be like this because I wanted them to be a doctor or be in this particular profession. But, oh, my gosh, they're not doing this. And it's like, how about, you know, just be open to the idea that your child may be everything that you never expect them to be, but you accept them anyway. But because they are living up to the expectations you want them to, now you're criticizing them for what they are not. And you're not even realizing that you do that. Like a lot of parents do that. Like they expect their child, because like I said, from pre-birth, they expect their child to be like this and act like this. And then when they see that their child is not doing that and not living up to the expectation, it kind of like just creates something within them that projects like you're projecting out how you feel about them not living up to how you wanted them to be or you vicariously living through your child. And now you're projecting that out into them and you're just criticizing them for what they are because it's different from what you thought they would be. And what I think some parents have to learn is that children are not properties. And I've said this, you know, outside of this um, episode, I said this on my Instagram once, children are not property. Children are humans. You don't own your child. You do not own your child. You know, as an as a parent, you know, your responsibility 
is to basically guide your child to do the right things or um, guide your child into the things that that they want to do and the dreams and aspirations that they have. But your child is not property. Your child is not something that you just dictate who they are, what they like, who they'll date, how they'll be. Like that is not your choice because that because you're not that child. That child is their own individual with their own mind and their own soul. And these children, you know, they have emotions and they have feelings. And I, I just feel like they should be treated as such. And one thing about children is that they remember everything, okay? They remember everything as a child because their childhood is what's going to shape them for for adulthood. And now you have grown adults out here basically that are so self-criticizing of themselves to the point that they self-sabotage everything because they think they're not good enough because as a child, that's how they felt, okay? As a child, this is how they felt because... If you're constantly criticizing your child and critiquing your child on their behavior or what they like or how they dress or whatever it is, they're eventually going to feel like they're not good enough. If my own, like if they feel like my own parents or whoever doesn't feel like they're good enough, how would they ever be good enough to the world? Somebody who birthed me, gave me life, doesn't think I'm good enough. How how would I ever think that anybody else would see me as good enough? And if the world doesn't see me as good enough, I'm not going to see myself as good enough. And I'm going to reflect that by not going after the things that I want in life because I just don't think I'm not good enough. That is exactly how these children go out into the world when they get adults and they still have that same mentality. And another reason when it comes to this whole critiquing is how some of these elders were raised, okay? In certain families where healing has not taken place within generations, this is, you know, this is very much a reality. You know, a mother may have been criticized her whole childhood and she projects how she feels a child onto her child by treating them the same way. They had, you know, they had a parent, they had a mother that was always on them like, oh, why you do this? Or why are you looking like this? Or, you know, and basically they take that, they harbor that, they suppress that within and now they're projecting that out onto their child. And it's not even that they think is wrong. Because half the time they don't even know, <laughs> you know, that it's wrong. Or that it can be hurtful for their child in the future of their upbringing. They don't, they don't know this stuff half the time. Because it's something that they basically normalize because they thought it was normal. Okay? If you are brought into this world and you're living in a certain household and you see certain things, you're going to think that is normal because the people <laughs> that are over you are basically supposed to teach you right from wrong and so if they're doing this it must be right but that's not always the case but being that that's what they were exposed to as a child they may think that is the case and so now they get older they have kids and they're just basically doing whatever it is that their parents or whoever raised them did to them and they think is right because that's what they taught that's what they were taught was right and so now it's not even a thing of right or wrong it's a thing of this is what is normal this is what has been normalized for me and so this is what you know the child is gonna basically find it's gonna be normalized for them a lot of times you guys these same parents have so much healing to do 
but they choose not to heal. They don't know what healing means. You know, sometimes they do, but in certain in certain households, it's, it's normalized. It's actually frowned upon to heal or want to heal or go seeking healing. Oh, you must be crazy if you go and see a therapy. Actually, it's not crazy. <laughs> you know, it's actually one of the best things that you can do. But I just feel like with that, when trauma and when pain has been inflicted throughout generations, healing is not something that's only foreign, but it's something that's uncomfortable to do and to talk about. Okay, and that's just with any type of thing. Whenever something is uncomfortable for us as humans, because us as humans, we just want to be comfortable. We just want to be stable. We just want to be at a point where, like I said, where we're at ease, where we're worry free, where we don't have anxiety. And so a lot of times when it comes to doing things outside of the norm, like going to get the help that you need to heal. But because, like I said, throughout generations, this wasn't something that was normalized. This is something internally that is definitely uncomfortable for you, especially when you hear so many things growing up. Like, you know, therapy is just it is it, it, for it's for crazy people, quote unquote, like it's for crazy people when it's not going to therapy does not make you crazy. And I don't even really like the word crazy, like because I do feel like there are people who have certain disorders and that's why they have to go to therapy. And there's some people who have disorders and don't know that they have certain disorders and why their behavior is a certain way because they haven't even went to therapy because they think that it's crazy when really it can be something that can be beneficial and help you. And so basically, you know, as a result, you have people who are basically now adults and self-sabotaging and things that they want because of the trauma that they experienced as a child with all of this criticism. Another reason, you guys, for why we self-sabotage and don't go after the things that we want or we have trouble with the things that we want in life is because of comparison. This is major, especially in this day and age. Comparison is such... is it, it, is major, okay? Because I feel like sometimes people are constantly comparing themselves like to the next person, especially on social media especially online and and i will say with half the stuff that people post online isn't even their reality sometimes but because that's what we're seeing that because that's what is right in front of our face we believe that that's the what the person's life is really like and it's not even a reality sometimes we're living and looking up to stuff that really shouldn't be our aspirations we should find our own aspirations within ourselves like if you don't know how to navigate online if you don't know how to just look at something for what it is and not look at it as for something like oh I want this or oh I don't have this and I need to be like this you are really going to make your journey very stagnant and you're not going to get anywhere because when you're comparing yourself to someone you're basically telling the universe that I don't want to live my purpose I want to live someone else's purpose because that's that's really what it is if you're looking at someone's life, especially online, you're just vicariously living through them. You're living through their purpose and their journey and their growth and their ups and their downs. And you're not even necessarily focusing on yourself and what it is that you're going through because you're so focused on them. And so in return, you're basically telling the universe that I don't care about my journey anymore. I don't I don't care about it at all. And now the universe can't really do anything for you 
or push you in the way that it needs to push you because you're so far removed from that level of consciousness like you're just so far removed you're not necessarily present with yourself and you're not present with what is at hand you're just in a different reality basically that is not your own sometimes you want what other people have a lot of the times you don't know the things that they've been through to get where it is that they're at and sometimes if you find out where they what they've been through and what they've probably done you will probably think different but you don't know the story you just know what you see you you only know what is on the surface level you know the grass is not always greener some things are achievable and some things we do want like i said you don't know what another person has been through to get there and you don't want to get there the same way that person got there you want to get there through your own but you'll never know that if you're just constantly being so attentive to what they have going on so like for example some people are like oh i want to have a famous man so i can be rich like so-and-so don't even know that so-and-so is probably getting cheated on every other night but stays to have the relationship relationship that you admire and i'm not saying that every rich person you know cheats on their significant other but i'm do say i am saying that, that there are people who have money and they use it to their advantage they use it to their advantage to a person who may not not necessarily not have money but may not be at the st- at the same place financially and they know that that person is basically dependent upon them and dependent upon the type of lifestyle that they want and so they sometimes go out their way and do whatever it is they want to do knowing that they can get away with it if they get caught because they have the means but yet you want that type of relationship and you admire that type of relationship you don't know what that relationship entails or another example i want to be rich and have all the investments like the kardashians you know and not even realizing that the only reason they got what they have is because of their parents success and their parents money and profiting off a culture that they don't belong to and that's not me saying like those things are achievable like money and having certain investments because it definitely is but it has to be your own journey and it has to be your own motivation which reflects the steps that you take because that same motivation that you have is going to reflect the steps that you take otherwise you're going to go after some things that just isn't tangible because you don't have the lifestyle that they have and now you're stagnant and can't get anywhere in life because you're not focused on your own life. Yeah, you can be you can be a billionaire, <laughs> you know. You can have that goal as being a billionaire or working towards that or working towards being an entrepreneur or working towards being an entrepreneur. But it ain't going to be like how they got theirs because maybe you don't have those type of parents or maybe you're not profiting off of other cultures or maybe you don't have the same outlet as them. You're going to have to have your own steps. You're going to have to have your own motivation aspirations because if not, it's not going to align and you're just going to be stagnant. Another reason, you guys, is basically back to our childhood. And that is the elders comparing children. You know, sometimes growing up in certain households, you have certain elders or certain parents. And they love to compare their children for whatever reason. They they love doing it. It's like when one child is doing something or when one child is living up to their expectations, <laughs> like I said earlier, and the other children aren't living up to their expectations, now they're comparing them. 
and questioning why they aren't like this child. And they say things like, oh, why can't your grades be like so-and-so? Not that your grades are necessarily bad. I'm not even saying that. Maybe your grades are decent. You know, maybe you, you have a couple C's and then their other child has, you know, all A's or whatever. And they're just like, why can't your grades be like so-and-so? And maybe because naturally their mind is routed in the same way that this um, other individual's mind is routed. You know, some people don't know this, but you guys, intelligence is actually, intelligence actually has to do with the type of soul type that you have. You know, having lives where you built, where you ultimately built having intelligence over time or having a certain amount of intelligence. Because if that wasn't the case, why is it that you can have four kids with the same parents, but yet one is smart as hell and the other one you know, I, I wouldn't, the other children are just mediocre in their, the other children are basically average in their grades. Why is that so? Because we all have our own souls and we all have our own soul types and we've all had different, you know, past lives. And maybe this child has a scholarly type, um, scholarly type soul type, which is why they're so intelligent. But because you don't know that and because you don't know that all your kids are going to be different you compare them instead. Or another one is why can't you behave like so-and-so? Because maybe it was your job as a parent to learn what it means to have patience, <laughs> you know, an understanding of a child who may have to be more attentive than your other children. That is a life lesson that some parents have. Some people, some parents go through a lot of stuff with certain children just so they can learn what it means to have unconditional love. Just so they can learn what it means to be more understanding and try to understand their child. Or what it means to just have patience. But a lot of parents can't learn that because they're too busy comparing children. You know, they want all their children to be a certain way. They want all their children to live up to their expectations. And now they're comparing them. And so now that child is going to go out in the world and feel like they will never be good enough for certain jobs or certain opportunities or for certain relationships, for certain things that they want in life because they have been compared basically their whole life. Again, if a child is being compared a lot to a different sibling and they're getting the short end of the stick, they're basically like just basically getting the bad end of the stick when being compared that is going to affect how they see themselves just like how you see them this certain way that's how they think the world is going to see them and they're going to be like huh i want to you know i got the degree for this I, I got the skills for this but i just know it's someone else who's probably smarter or who probably has more skills and they're probably going to get the job so why should i even try or I'm in a relationship with this guy or whoever that you're dating and they have so much potential and they're a really good person and they treat me nice, they treat me with respect, but I just feel like I'm not deserving of that and it's just somebody out there that deserves them and that they're going to treat, you know, better because that person deserves better because i'm not good enough and the reason that they're thinking all of this is because they're going back to when they were a child and their mom was comparing them to the other child that's not fair but it happens it really does happen in a lot of uh childhoods you know the elders the parents they have a lot of influence on the children than they think 
they don't want us to be influenced by this person and this person when really you are one of the biggest influences that you have on a child and because how you influence them and how you treat them is how they're going to treat themselves later on some parents or elders you know they be so worked up over what their child is seeing and what their child is doing and who their child is following and all this kind of stuff and don't even realize how they are treating their child sometimes and this is not a jab or stab at any parents because at the same time i do understand that you know we get into certain families or we have certain parents because we have to go through certain things to find things within ourselves to overcome a lot of the times those situations you know a lot of the times the situations that we have with our parents i have with some of the elders or caregivers that we have sometimes we have those particular things happen to us or we experience those particular things because part of our journey is learning how to overcome those things and not let those things define let those things define us and be better than that i totally get that i totally understand that another reason why sometimes we have self-sabotaging things going on is because of some of the relationships that we have or some of the people that we hang around if you keep hanging on to the very same people that the universe is basically urging you to get away from you will always be stagnant in your journey in your purpose in your life and you will miss out on really good opportunities or you would just you would just really stay far behind because you have relationships with certain people. You know, I just think back on certain relationships that I had. And like I said before, I have no ill will towards anybody that I've dated. Um, you know, I've worked through all of that. So I have nothing bad to say about them. But I do reflect back on how I was in certain relationships and how how much better my life was and how how even better my spiritual journey got once I let those particular relationships go. And a lot of times when I think back on those certain relationships, I was like, why didn't I just listen to the signs? Because you guys, a lot of the times when the universe is trying to, you know, remove people out of your life that you just keep holding on, a lot of the times they will give you signs. Because one thing about the universe, of course, the, the, of course the universe is going to guide you and lead you into the way that you need to go. But it's, it's really a two-way street at the same time. Like, they're not going to force you. The universe is not going to force you to do anything. But they will give you signs it's like, hey, I'm giving you this sign and hopefully this sign can resonate with you in your situation and you can be intuitive enough to know like, okay, this is a sign from the universe about this situation and maybe this is a sign that I should let go of this person. With this one guy, and like I said, I have no ill will towards any of my exes. I, I just tell my story sometimes so it can make sense for somebody out there. But I remember being in a relationship with somebody who was very manipulative, who was very controlling and i remember that i was just driving in my car i was going back to school um the school i went to was like four hours away and i remember you know in right before and this was like around christmas new year's or whatever going back to school after that break and i remember um and me and this person like it was just a big situation where I was basically gaslighted and manipulated. Um, and it was just a big thing. And it was really detrimental to like the relationship and everything. But I still stayed with the person. And so while I was in the car going back 
to school this song on the radio came on by erica badu um called bag lady and if anybody's familiar with that song basically it's a song about a person that's basically carrying on the weight of another person and is slowing her down slowing her progress down and where she could be in life because she's carrying on to this person that really doesn't have her best interest to just sum up the song that's basically what it's about and you know just going through that situation and just being in the car where my mind just really doesn't have a lot of stuff going on I'm just you know focusing on the road and I'm listening to the song it resonated in that moment and I was like this is basically the universe trying to say like I need to let this person go like that song really just spoke so many volumes to me and I just literally like I would I think like a month later I was just like over it and me and that person we was done um and there was other signs there was other signs that I got with this particular person from the universe that I didn't you know listen to I remember the day that I met this person's parents it was so much stuff that went on this day and I don't even know if I spoke about it on the podcast but I remember in the summer I used to work at this fast food place and basically this day I was supposed to meet this guy and his parents um and so basically that morning while I was at work at this fast food place the whole system shut down I don't know what happened but the system shut down while we was taking orders and basically at the end of my shift the manager was like, you know, your drawer is like $30 short. And the other girl drawer was like 10 or $20 short. And he was like, well, you got to get, I can't remember. I can't remember the set amount, like how much more money that your drawer has to have. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember how much money over you can be. I think it was like a $5 difference. But anyway, he was like, uh, you know, I call, you know, higher ups and stuff like that. And they don't understand why it would be like this. And, you know, just go and get the money if you want to keep your job. And so me and her, we ended up having to go and get the money just to keep our job. Even though I know that I counted the money right. Then later on that day, before I was going to go to this guy's house, I locked my keys in the car in the trunk had to call locksmith um just to get that out and this is on my way to go to his house and then after i go to the house i, I stopped to get some gas and as i'm getting gas my phone like somehow i was trying to switch my phone with the um the gas pump and my phone just falls flat on its face like the screen is broken in a million pieces it's not turning on it's like literally dead i had to get that fixed i had to spend like almost 200 dollars just to get the uh the phone the um phone screen fixed all of that happened all in the same day and something within me was like maybe that's a sign maybe that's a sign but me trying to just just ease my mind i'm like nah maybe it's just a sign like you know meeting him was the only good thing that happened but no i should have took that as a sign like this relationship and being with this person is going to be a nightmare for me and because i was you know desperate and just wanted attention i didn't care about the signs 
But as I reflect back on that relationship, the signs were there all along. But the universe couldn't make me do anything that I didn't want to do. I had to find that strength within me to lead that relationship or know that that relationship wasn't good because they were manipulative and they were controlling. And don't get me wrong, I like relationships where guys can take control, but I had to learn that there's a difference between a guy taking control and a guy being controlling. You know, I had to learn that difference from myself. And I've learned over times that really I can have a guy that's taking control and that can lead the way um, and still be respectful because it's all about respect and it's how they say it and it's in the intention that they have when saying it. Because really you can tell when a guy is just being controlling and want to control the situation because they're an asshole, you know, because they're, they're rude and they're mean. But then there's some guys who, you know, can take control and tell you how things should be and give you advice on certain stuff and you you listen to them and because you respect them because they respect you and it's mutual. So it's not necessarily being controlling, it's more of like taking control that I actually like within a relationship. And I think I just didn't know that difference at that time, um, which is another reason why I just stayed on because I thought that was what I wanted, but it wasn't. And I was just happy to get out of that. And not just for relationships, you guys. This can be for friends as well. You know, some of them have bad influences or values that don't necessarily match up to where we need to be in life. So now we're blocking our blessings and we're being stagnant with certain opportunities because they are holding us back. Or we have certain friends that do certain things. And because we want to settle and just make them happy or make them be comfortable around us and us be comfortable around them we do some of the things that they do knowing that it's not in our best interest and we end up getting in the mix we end up getting in trouble together now i'm in trouble for this because i was around these group of people and now i'm having a hard time getting a job or now i'm having a hard time getting certain opportunities because this is on my record because i chose to be around these types of people or i want to spiritually evolve but i can't necessarily do that because i'm hanging around this person who who's very negative who talks negative and i'm just around this negative energy and it's keeping me stagnant it's keeping me not ascending now, not only am I just around this negative energy, but I'm starting to become just like them because there's no way you can be around certain type of people and not think that in any way, shape or form that you're not going to imitate them in some type of way. You're going to become the people that you're around. That's why you have to keep good company around you. You have to keep that good company around you and people with good energy. Like sometimes I complain about being lonely or I complain about losing friends, but sometimes it'd be for the better. Like sometimes, like I said, for sometimes you meet people and you want to give them a chance and you do kind of give them a chance. And then you find out like, oh, this person is like this and that doesn't ma match my values. It's not that I'm necessarily judging, but it's like, you know, I can't surround myself with that because I have I care about myself enough and I have certain goals and certain aspirations that I want to get to in life. And I just can't be around this type of energy. And that is totally OK. You have to reflect on that. You have to reflect on the people that's in your life that you're friends with. And you also got to reflect on the people that you're in relationships with. And lastly, you guys, is our self-worth. Just basically not loving ourselves enough to think that we are deserving. When we don't have the confidence and the self 
self-worth that we need, we think of ourselves as low and non-deserving. And I will tell you guys, the key to finding your self-worth is basically discovering who you are as an individual and loving and accepting that person. And that's a journey in itself. Finding your self-worth and trying to find that self-love is honestly a journey in itself. You're always going to be trying to find more self-love. You'll never stop finding that. But the more you find it and the more self-love you have is the more your value of worth go up within yourself because you see yourself as worthy. And a lot of times we don't, like I said, a lot of times we don't go after certain stuff or a lot of times we don't go after certain opportunities or take on opportunities because we just don't find ourselves deserving. And it's not, and it's because we don't find ourselves worthy. We don't have enough self-worth. We don't have enough confidence in ourselves, confidence within ourselves. When you let go of how the world may look and think of you, then that means you're basically now defining your worth and you're not letting the world define who you are. That same thought process is the process that's going to get you towards the courage to go after the things that you want in life. So think of yourself as worthy. Think of yourself as deserving. Think of yourself as entitled to everything that you want in life and that you can achieve that. You have to think of yourself as worthy. But it always starts with you and it always starts with you finding yourself and finding yourself love and loving yourself enough to know that you can have whatever it is you want. And really, you guys, that is all what it is when it comes to this self-sabotage and stuff. And I just hope everything that I say can really resonate with you guys and it can pop out to you guys and be like, hey, you know, maybe this is not happening because of this or maybe, you know, I haven't been where I need to be in life because of these situations. Do the shadow work. Reflect on certain stuff and see how you're going to make a change. Sit down with yourself and be vulnerable and just see how you're going to make a change and how you want to move from here on out. Sit down with yourself and, you know, make some goals over the weekends and make steps towards going after those goals. Think of some of the things in the past that you still have the opportunity to do now that you never really did and see how you're going to go after that. Because now is an opportunity, you guys, for you just to just go after the things that you want. And don't think you're not good enough. Don't think you're not worthy enough. Just go after it and give it a try. A lot of the times we're so afraid of rejection in life. You know, and it's not just with relationships, just with opportunities in general. Sometimes we're, we're afraid of rejection, but we shouldn't be afraid of rejection because the worst that somebody can say to us is no. But you'll never know the answer to whatever it is that you're seeking if you just already have this answer already made up in your mind that they're going to say no. And guess what? If you're, if you're thinking that, you're going to attract just that. You have to think positive and go after the things that you want and not be afraid of rejection. And know that a no doesn't define your worth. That doesn't define who you are. That doesn't define everything that you work for in life or who you are as a person. That does not define you. Nobody can define you but yourself. And if you if you still just like, oh, I don't want to take a big leap. Well, do the self-reflection. Do the shadow work that is going to take to get through probably some of that self-criticizing that you've been through as a child or some of the things in your childhood that reflected how you are as an adult and can't go after the things that you want or just situations that you've been in. Reflect on some of the friends that you have that you need to let go or if a relationship isn't working out and it's keeping you stagnant. Keep Just think of all those things 
and just think of anything else that possibly could be self-sabotaging you and your growth. So you guys, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. Listen to the podcast on Apple and Spotify and other streaming services. And you can follow us on the Instagram page at Intuitively Unapologetic. So you guys, thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you guys later.